All right, gentlemen. Are we ready? Ready. Let's do this. Ray. Episode of Geek Pathology. I am your host, Leo Portray. I'm joined this week by Mike Wookie. The one true Ben is out today uh, due to um, some sort of family thing. Life. We don't have much detail. We wish him well. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I'm really tired this week, um, so, and I'm also kind of starting to lose my voice, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones, the season two. I actually managed to watch the whole thing, so this is an improvement from season one. <laughs> um, although I didn't, it wasn't because I didn't like season one, it's just I couldn't keep watching it. It's like it made me so uncomfortable. It's 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 a weird form of compliment. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, hey, you really sold this. Like you really created this, uh, you know, creepy, disturbing yeah, thing I, so well that yeah, <laughs> I was watching. It's like this is so good. I can't keep watching this for the sake of my mental health. <laughs> it's weird. Is my sister was able to watch season one of Jessica Jones, but she can't get through Luke Cage. Because for some reason she says Luke Cage is just too dark for her. What? What? Oh, okay, whatever, whatever. whatever. Alright, agree I mean, disagree. Luke Cage is pretty dark. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, you know... But... They're, they're dark themes, but it's... The presentation isn't yeah. as dark. Yeah. JJ anyway. um, is definitely way darker <laughs> in terms of content. But that's beside the point. We'll get to that. Yeah, we're kind um, of already getting into the main meat, so let's put a yeah, pen in that so and do our typical this stuff. This Week in Geek, uh, which uh, appears to be mostly This Week in Gaming for the most part. We have yeah. so much gaming news. Uh, we already mentioned it last week, but it's worth mentioning again. Um, Detroit Become Human has an official release date of May the 25th. Both Wookiee and I are very much looking forward to this game. Oh, yeah. Detroit is one of the reasons I bought a PS4. The other being Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> um... Last time I bought a console for a game was uh, Xbox 360, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. So I didn't have a, a decent gaming computer at the time, so I'm like, I must have this game immediately. <laughs> and it's a good excuse to have a, a new console, so what yeah. the hell. And I, I regret nothing. No, no, it's a, Oblivion was really good on the Xbox, too. <clears throat> I still have my little Septum coin. I got the premium edition. That's pretty great. Nice. <laughs> I saw somebody uh, on the internet had punched a hole in it and made it a bling necklace. Very, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I don't, I don't know, quite. I would have found a different that. way, like put a little leather thing around it instead of actually damaging it. Yeah. Yep. But um, whatever. <laughs> other gaming news: June fifth, twenty eighteen, Vampire is coming out, which is a game that apparently all three of us have been looking forward to. Yeah. Without any, without any of us, I think having discussed it with each other before now. I've just been quietly uh, following it. Independently following it. Yeah, it's, I saw it's, it. It's been such an obscure game that I've been yeah. trying not to get too excited right. because when I get excited about obscure games, they don't get made. <clears throat> I saw a presentation on it for like at like E3 or some other thing and yeah. they were doing like early access, like early early build gameplay and, and discussion and I was like, this looks really cool. This looks like... It's not. It's not using the world of darkness IP, but it very had that very much the world of darkness feel to it. Yeah. Which I was like, 
Yeah, I, I can I can get behind this. Kind of a dark, gritty like feel to the world. And yeah, it's also a period piece, which is cool. Yeah, set, set during the set during the Spanish flu epidemic, and yep. you play a doctor who recently died. It's in in uh. London, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's uh, disturbing on many levels, but uh, in a good way. I'm, I'm um, another game that we're very much looking forward to. Um, Mike, you wrote, you took notes. What else did we talk? What else did we mention? Um, well, there's the... Uh, what other games? <laughs> there's a, a video on uh, State of Decay 2 that just uh, launched at PAX East. Okay. And uh, there's Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming to Xbox One and PS4 in, in August. It's a fun game, although I'd still recommend playing it on PC. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a PC-first kind of game. Yeah. Um, those things tend to be... Um, Basically, the end of the game is they're like spiritual successors to like uh, Baldur's Gate or whatever those tactical RPG type games. Yep. They have their roots in the PC, although you know they are they're getting better at porting <laughs> those things these days. Sorry, just a quick thing. I was trying to look up one of the things we had, but noticed a Destructoid uh, article on Vampire. Vampire story story trailer doesn't suck. Is their headline? <laughs> wow. That's just funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yeah, they're right there at the cheesy puns. Uh, I didn't even re- I didn't even get the pun. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> well, I'm very tired. One we didn't write have written down because I completely forgot about. Um, I think on the twentieth, God of War releases. Oh yeah, yeah. Dead of War's coming out soon. Dead of War. <laughs> Dead of I, War. I've <laughs> been bored of God of War, but this one is actually centered on Norse mythology, so it's kind of reignited my interest. It could be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I felt like uh, although it's a it's a solid franchise, it did get stagnant. It's mm. just kind of like, hey, it's been a while, look, too. it's more of the same thing again. And I'm like, all right. Well, in this one, you don't have the the crazy whip blades. You have an axe and a shield, apparently. Well, it's gonna be um, just whatever weapon you're using changes your fighting style. This could be interesting. Yeah, it looked pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, that's the, that's the joke that's been going around the dad of war. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other gaming news. Um, Shadow of War is losing microtransactions in a desperate attempt to save face. <laughs> um, I guess they'll they'll claim it was for other reasons, but right. let's be honest, it's a desperate <clears throat> attempt to save face. Um, kind of like the ones with Battlefront were. Um. Yeah. Yes, they screwed the pooch, but they're they're trying to say that oh we, we well we just we have heard your complaints and we've decided to no it's like no we're just we're we're, we're done milking this this particular cash cow now. <laughs> I'm yeah, not cynical. The the only um, quibble I would have with that is using the adjective desperate. I wouldn't say it's desperate. They sold a gazillion copies and they're doing yeah, just fine. Yeah, it was great. It was it looked like a really great game. I'll probably buy it now. <laughs> Again, uh, shrewd move. I think is when it's officially going to be gone. Yeah. The people who currently have money invested in, I uh, I can't remember the name of the gold. I think it's I think. Coins. Yeah, I think yeah, they have until June to use them. And otherwise, they're getting some sort of in-game uh, compensation. Compensation, but yeah. they're not getting a refund. Um, Which, to be fair, all those things always say, "Hey, look." Uh, heed this warning before you buy anything. No refunds ever. Well, they're for any they're getting plenty of war- <laughs> they're getting plenty of notice. Yeah, 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 exactly. At the very least, this removal of microtransactions is not it, it's not the the most awesome badass thing I've ever done. I've ever seen in terms of suddenly having a feature not around. Yeah, that definitely still falls to 
Epic Games completely killing pa Paragon and giving everyone who ever spent any money in that game all their money back. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, also Epic Games made Fortnite, they could afford it. Well, Epic, uh, Epic, <laughs> Epic Games has a history of being um, uh, fair about that kind of thing. Because Epic Games goes back to the original days of the original Unreal Tournament game. Yeah. And when other people were, were dipping their toes in the water of, hey, pay extra money for these map packs, where there's like, hey, we're just going to make extra maps and everyone has them. Yeah, we just give true. them to everyone. Also, it's, it, you're right. Also, Epic so let's Games give credit where credit's due. Epic Games also does have that Unreal Engine money. Oh, yeah. Because, no you know, they developed the Unreal Engine. <laughs> and that's fun to modify. Yeah. I did that in school. It was really fun. Well, I mean, and half the games that are out on the market these days use Unreal. Yeah. That Conan Exiles I was playing earlier uses Unreal 4. Mm -hmm. um, Vampire's going to run on Unreal. Uh, so is... Just about uh, everything does. Yeah. So is Beyond, so is beyond uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, <laughs> so I think the Injustice fighting game uses Unreal. <laughs> Pretty much it, it, it uses Unreal... Um, or it uses, uh, there's like, there's Unreal, there's, um, CryEngine, and I can't remember what the other third one is that's really big. Um, and on PC, uh, a lot of games will still, still, will still run Source. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, Havoc Engine? Maybe? That's just a physics engine. You're right, yeah. that's just a physics engine. Anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. Um... <clears throat> In non-gaming, non the very geek news, apparently uh, some of Stan Lee's blood was stolen <laughs> and used to sign comic books that were sold in Las Vegas. I have a theory that this is in, a, in an attempt to, uh, to revive him a la Read or Dream or Read or Die the television, if you're, depending on which one you're referring to. Weeaboos, enough weeaboos out there, we'll get the, we'll get the reference. Um... I think this is kind of funny for the fact that uh, way back when Marvel did a short run of Kiss comics, <laughs> Stan actually wanted to put a little bit of each of their blood in the ink to print their comics, but was not allowed to. <laughs> That's funny considering all of the moral panic over Kiss back in the day. Mm. <clears throat> well, I'm hoping... my yeah, might trying to find every legal way he could put even just a drop of their blood in it and could not find a legal way he put could. a little I bit mean, of a pee in every it, bottle it, sh <laughs> <laughs> it should be pointed out that this was done in a highly illegal fashion yes oh, yeah. yes now I, I it is still my hope that some of the people who bought those will then take that blood and try to clone stanley but um <laughs> yeah. uh what else we got the Spyro uh, trilogy is being remade. Uh, they're calling it Spyro Reignited. See what they did there? <laughs> yeah, I do. That's such a, that's yeah, such a trend, is cashing in on the uh, the remakes and re-releases. Well, people have re have uh, discovered that... Uh, that uh, what you call it? Um, nostalgia? That's the word. Nostalgia yeah. sells. Nostalgia yeah. seems to sell right now. Right. Yeah, it's like on one hand I'm like, eh, it's annoying, but on the other hand I'm like, well, it's uh, it, no, no. The the people who are to blame are the people who keep buying the games. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, oh, I can't stand this politician, and everyone votes for him because you always you always see the the polls are like, 
yeah, we should throw all the bums out. But then when they ask about their particular representative, they're like, yeah, he's great. I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> well, at the same time, there are people who... I No comment when it comes to politics. I'm not trying to make it political. I'm just using an analogy. Yeah, well, as far as the games go, there are people who never got to play those games. And it's really hard to play those games now, either because you can't find that system or... Yes, I will. Hey, I've I, got a PS2 and the original Spyro. I, I will. And I will see. Okay. I will see that point that there are instances like this where it's old enough and it's different enough or obscure enough or whatever that it actually makes sense. And there's like a wide audience that has not played yeah. the games. But there are there are instances where it's like you get a game from like five ten years ago on a pretty modern console that was like released on multiple consoles and like, hey, we're redoing it. And I'm yeah. just like, really, guys? Like, yeah, is that really necessary? That's silly. I'm really looking forward to the fact that it looks like they're remaking the first five Yakuza games though, hmm. um, because. Well, those go back quite a way. Yeah. Don't they? Well, Yakuza, the original Yakuza, which has been re-released now as Yakuza Kiwami, uh, was on the PS2. Yeah. And was only in, it was only released in Japan. Oh, that's cool. Um, so a whole new audience. Yeah. Well, the, the, there was there was a legally. pretty big no. Well, <laughs> there's a pretty big import market for it for a while. Yeah. For people who were hardcore into it. Yeah. Uh, so big that they kind of did a test where they released a game called Yakuza Zero, which was a Pre, uh, prequel to yeah. the Yakuza series and it sold really well it was on the PS3 and then they re-released it on the PS4 yeah. with almost nothing updated which was interesting it's like I'm playing a PS3 game on my PS4 <laughs> but you know what it's a really damn good game um, yeah. and it looks like they're, they've made Yakuza Kiwami they're making Yakuza Kiwami 2 which is going to be the second game 6 is coming out sometime this year on PS4, and I'm hoping since six is the last game in that in the first myth arc of their of, of their making Yakuza Seven, which is going to be the start of a new central protagonist. I'm hoping that they go ahead and remake and re-release all the Yakuza games on PS4 or PS5 if it moves to that at that point. That's another thing. It's being able to put them all together on one system. Yeah, like the Uncharted series being yeah. remastered and released all together. Yeah, that that's and they did that with God of War too. Yeah, for PS3, like, they, get, they took the PS2 games, put them together. Uh-huh. I'd like to see the Legacy of Kane series. That remade. would be so great. The Nosgoth games. I was just thinking about that. those. Are spread out across so much time, so yeah. many systems. That yeah. I can see. The, being... the real problem there is that um, there there's <coughs> there's a fair amount of contention as to who owns the rights. I know. To them. <laughs> yeah, it gets complicated with that. Um, so I actually tried. Uh, I bought those for Tiffany on Steam, and they wouldn't. They run. just don't run right. Yeah, it's a known problem. They're still available on Steam if you have an old enough computer to run them. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got, Mike? I just got one other thing on the game na- on the game news. Um, there's this game that uh, just got announced recently. It's um, somewhat on my radar. It's too early to kind of see, but uh, it's called the Protagonist, and um, it uh, seems like kind of a meta title, but whatever. Um, basically, it is a, uh, it's kind of a combination, from what I can tell, it's a combination of the recent XCOM games with a Mass Effect kind of sci-fi setting uh, with flavors of uh, Divinity Original Sin in there as well. So basically, it's, a, um, it's like a tactical, narrative-driven RPG. It sounds like you're, the, you're essentially the commander of a resistance against alien invaders. I'm not sure if it's actually Earth or if it's just another planet that's in the same galaxy or whatever, but in any event, you... Uh, 
It's like a tactical yeah. resistance thing. And those are right up my alley. I love uh, tactical RPGs, mm-hmm. so if they do it right, you know, could be interesting. Worth putting on radar. Yeah. Um, this isn't really geek news, but it's worth uh, it's something that, that came across my radar recently. Um, April is Autism Awareness Month. Um, I have done a lot of work with autistic uh, with the autistic community in Springfield a bit um, when I was in, still in college. So just an interesting bit of geek trivia about autism. Anthony Hopkins is apparently um, a high-functioning autistic um, person, which is, it's theorized that that's one of the reasons he's as good at, at acting as he is, because he observes so carefully and... Yes, uh, <coughs> 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 huh, Sorry, um, but... Uh, because because autism tends to be uh, characterized by highly detailed focus on certain things, and his thing is apparently how people behave. It does make sense because he seems like a very like precise actor. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he's, he's able to get all the nuances so well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's just an interesting little tidbit, as it were. Yeah, one of my favorite things I've read about him is when he was playing Odin. First time him and Hemsworth were on set together in costume. Hemsworth just steps up on set, and they're both wearing their Asgardian garb. He looks down at himself, looks over at Hemsworth, and says, Well, hell, we don't even have to act now, do we? <laughs> that was a great scene. Uh, Alright, um, we should probably proceed. On to the main event. Yeah, spoiler of the week. Kilgrave is dead. What? Long may he rot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, non-spoilery things worth saying about the show. First, I took a couple notes like a weirdo. Hey. Uh, <laughs> or at least in an atypical fashion. Um, one thing is very much spoilery, so we'll have to get into that, but one of the things that, that really appealed to me about this season of Jessica Jones was that it very heavily leaned on the tropes of noir. Um, like, on the waterfront and yeah. things along, you know. Film noir. Um, well, if you ever get around to finishing the first season, I, I feel that you will find the same thing. Well, it, it, the first season, I, I, got, I got up through, like, episode nine. I just couldn't keep watching it. Well, that's most of it. It had, it had a lot of noir beats, but it was not it was not nearly as noir centric as, as I felt season two was. You mean like more narratively as opposed to yes. style? Okay, that's fair. Because I was I was afraid it, it, it always had the stylist it always had noir stylism. Yeah. But this one also had a very had a very noir like it it, it it felt like it was written to be a noir story. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, it felt more like a uh it felt more like a straight up mystery kind of thing as opposed to a like superhero based yeah. Uh, series. Mm-hmm. Which, that's the whole shtick with Jessica yeah. Jones, is that it's like, you know, detective noir, like it's its own thing. Yeah. You know, it's a very... It's kind of detective show we, uh, that happens Fuck this shit, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a superhero. Yeah. Well, it's like how we always talk about the MCU movies, where uh, their approach, uh, for the most part, has been, okay, this movie is this genre, this movie is that genre, and they kind of carve out their little niches, you know, their their little territory. Um, so, yeah. That's all. Uh... <laughs> So what other non-spoilery stuff? Um, this one moved a bit slower. It yeah it it dragged in the second half a bit. Yeah, a little bit. 
Of course, I, I feel that most of the Marvel series have done that. Luke Cage kind of dragged a bit towards the end um, when they shifted to a different protagonist, who, or the antagonist, antagonist, rather, yeah. who wasn't nearly as interesting as mm-hmm. the first one. Um, so, yeah. I still can't get over how they just kind of... Cottonmouth was, was a really great villain. Yeah. I feel like he was kind of wasted. Like... They used him really well, and then they just threw him out like garbage. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's Luke Cage. I digress. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Luke Cage is the one I've actually gone through and rewatched before. Just because it's like, man, you know, Luke Cage is really good. I want to watch it. I rewatched Daredevil. That's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, um, despite it being slow, I, I've still enjoyed watching. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I still I prefer season one, but it was still really yeah. solid. And uh, although it did drag a bit, I don't think it drug that much. Mm-hmm. Like by the time, like basically by the time I noticed it was starting to drag, something would happen. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't too bad in that sense. I mean, we don't, there's not really too much to say in the non-spoiler territory. There's yeah. a lot to be said in the spoiler territory. And that's worth mentioning that, you know, um, because of its uh, because of its approach, because of its uh, territory that's uh, kind of staked out, um, so, it is more, like, story-based and character-based, so it's hard to really discuss without getting into spoilers. I would say a few broad things that we can uh, talk about, like, um, you know, the pacing, the style, the... Um, and you know how how it compares to the first season. Um, it, it does um, it does benefit from not having to um, get all the exposition out. That the first yeah. one did. There you don't have to get bogged down in that origin stuff. You can just kind of yeah. go right into it, and you see where the characters left off. And um, there's already some character progression off the bat. Like <clears throat> um, you've got uh, Jessica's assistant, who's becoming more uh, independent and stuff. Malcolm stole like every freaking scene he was in. He's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like. He's a really interesting character, and um, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, and, well, that's an interesting. Um, everybody in the show, he had a great arc. Just continues to do. Yeah, yeah. well, and everyone in this show, with the exception of like, uh, in this season, with the exception of like two characters, had a really good arc. Um, and right. one of them is a static character who has no arc because you're supposed to not li- not like them. <laughs> um, and the other one, um, we'll get into it. Um, I think an interesting thing about Malcolm is that um, he kind of he holds a mirror up to Jessica. Like he's he's a even though they work together, um, going into season two, he's a bit of a foil in the sense that he is someone who. Uh, you know, basically lost everything and was nearly, you know, lost. He's going to get himself killed with his drug addiction and whatnot. But then he turned himself around and he's consistently improving and, like, uh, he's he's willing to... He acknowledges, like, who he is and everything without dwelling on it, like Jessica does and gets, you know, lost in nihilism and alcohol and stuff. Uh, so it's like, as... I, I feel like Jessica resents him for that, and it's like, she doesn't, I mean, she quote-unquote fires him all the time, but doesn't actually fire him, uh, you know. Um, but, I don't know, I just, I get the I get the feeling that, um, although she, she doesn't actually fire him, that she does resent the fact that he has more together than she does when he was in such bad shape so recently. And that's kind of an interesting dynamic. I feel like that's that's flirting dangerously with, with spoilers, but... No, that's why I'm only flirting. <laughs> I say let's let's get this bit over uh, with just a quick roundtable 
Do you recommend? Impressions, yeah, sure. Recommend? Yeah, I recommend, absolutely. Um, if you haven't seen season one, do you recommend without seeing season one? I do not. Okay, I do, actually. Because I feel like the recap does pretty much encapsulate everything you really need to know. Well, that's true. The, reca- I, the recap I, does a good job. I do. You, you can't watch season two without at least watching the recap, and... Season one will make will make season two better. I'm a little biased because I'm a very completionist, see it in order kind of guy. Yeah, I, I would say it's doable if you if you yeah. want to catch up and, or whatever you don't have yeah. the time. That's okay, if, but if well, you have the time, yeah. I highly recommend. Or if you're like me, you couldn't one. really get through season one. Well, there's only um, one way to find out is to start yeah. watching, right? That's true. <laughs> um, Wookie, would you, do you recommend it? I always, I recommend all of them, even Iron Fist. I recommend it. Ooh. Ooh, I'm not sure I had said that. <laughs> watch all of them. I respect they, your candor. <laughs> watch all of them. Form your own opinion because I liked Iron Fist. I I admit it is the worst of them. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I there there were good things about Iron Fist. I, I, I would say, and would, he is the most yeah. annoying of the characters. Right, but it's because they wrote him that way. Yeah. Yep. But again. That's that's, yeah. that's a different episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We did yes. that episode. Yes, we did. All right. We're going to break for some music. I'm thinking I'm going to look for something piano-y there you go. Uh, here, and uh, then we'll be back. Hopefully, kind of lilty, jazzy piano music that, if I can find it, um, didn't indicate. We are now in spoiler territory. If you have not watched the second season of Jessica Jones and you care about this sort of thing, turn ye back now. If you don't care about this sort of thing or you've already watched it, shall we proceed? Um, Jeez. So, the, the other note that I took. Um, the other big note that I took that I didn't realize what it was that really put me off about it until very recently was I hate Jerry Hogarth, right? No. <laughs> no. And here's why. Here, here's the thing that, that, that bugs me, that really bugs me the most. She's the only coded LGBT, LGBT character except for that other guy who just who, who you find out about in season two. Uh, what, oh, okay. He's a, he's a closeted gay. Right, right, right. But here's the Preferred. thing. Um, yeah, her Le- legal part. Legal part. Yeah, yeah. Important um, to specify. Yes. Well, of course, simple math would indicate. Yeah, you know, but female the, character. Yeah. But the thing that I really hate <laughs> is she's co- she's this coded gay character, and she is. Wait, a, hold on. Let, let me define terms here. What do you mean coded? Well, I don't think the actress is actually a lesbian. No. Yeah. I just hadn't heard that terminology before. Okay. Um, I mean, if we're talking about the character, I thought that was already implied that we're yeah. just talking about the character, but okay. It, it's an <sighs> actress who is not is playing someone who is. Okay, I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. Sometimes. Yeah. All right, um, go on. In any case, she's a, she, she's the, she is the, she, she's the coded gay character, and 
She's a complete amoral slut. So? I... I, I fail to see yeah. the problem here. I don't like that because that, is, that because that is very frequently sort of the um, the stereotype is of, it? Of, of of gay people in general is that they're very promiscuous. Yeah. So I, 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 as 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 a nephew to two gay aunts who love each other very much, it bothers me. Well, I mean, what what fictional characters do, I, I try not to internalize. I, I feel like, um, you know, regardless of one's, um, you know, orientation or whatever, I, I feel that it, um, it's, I, I actually have the exact opposite opinion. I think um, having people that run the gamut of uh, morality is uh, actually a good sign because that shows that they aren't um, being condescending or pandering to particular identity groups that... Characters can be good and terrible and everything in between, regardless of the orientation. That yeah. if you go too far the other way, oh, they're all they're all great people and like they all ha- don't have these like it makes them a yeah. real character. It it's, it's just that that was something that occurred to me because it's like it, she may be a terrible person because but she's I, also a three dimensional yeah. character. Because I uh, mostly it just bothers me because it feels like it plays up the stereotype, which I agree to disagree. That's fair. Also, I just hate her as a character because she's just, like, the worst person ever. Well, yeah, it's like, Uh, (laughs) all these things happen to her, and it's like, she's learned nothing. Like... Well, in this season, she takes it even further. She manipulates someone into killing another person. That's... That's really bad. Yeah, no, yeah. she's just like... She's just... She, she, she basically just, has no conscience. She's demonstrably the worst. She <laughs> yeah, is. she's pretty terrible. Yep. Yeah. If, uh, By the way, though, great acting. Oh, yeah, uh, no. Oh, Carrie <laughs> Carrie and Ross yeah, kills that role. Really, yeah, she... You love to hate the character. Yeah. Neo would be ashamed. <laughs> well, what's interesting is she also played a, a total bitch in um, uh, Memento. When she's just so sociopathic and is like, you're not going to remember any of this, I'm going to do whatever I want and go screw yourself. Uh, I haven't she, seen she Memento, plays, so I'll take your word for she it. Plays a, she plays a terrible character quite well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I wonder what this says about her. <laughs> well, if she's anything like Danny Trejo, that means she's like the nicest person in the world. <laughs> no, like it, uh, oh, yeah, no. Quick, quick digression. Uh, Danny Trejo oh, yeah, is, is universally considered to be one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah, he's a, he's a great dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember when he was on Spy Kids. They and the kid they asked the kids about him. He was like, he is the nicest guy. <laughs> it's so funny, like you know, you don't. It, it, going back, if you were to think like when you watch Desperado, like, hey, remember that crazy rough looking dude with all the knives? He's gonna be in a movie called Spike. <laughs> He's gonna be a family friendly dude. It's gonna be a big hit. You're like, what? Like I don't see that happening. Well, he, he still was Uncle Machete. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I love That's my, my my other headcanon here. But before we get back on the off the yes. digression train, is that he's the same character from the other Robert Rodriguez movie, Machete. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's still that same dude. <laughs> I haven't seen those movies, uh, either of those movies. Uh, so I, I I wouldn't know. But yes, Machete is a really. I heard that. It, it it's. No, I know the premises. Uh, yeah. But anyhow, um, back back to Jessica Jones. Off the train. If if Danny ever found out about all the shit she's doing, he'd probably take his business elsewhere. Danny Rand? Yeah. But she's J-Money. I know, but yeah. she she thinks that's what's going to keep her going, is the fact that she has that one big client. Well, she took 60% of... Well, yeah, at the end, she kind of yeah. you know, stuck it to him hard, so... 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's ruthless. Malcolm is way is like so incredibly competent. Yeah. 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 It's kind of I and, and our boy cleans up good. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, he's looking freaking dapper, man. Yeah, like got rid of the, got rid of the weird like. I don't know what was going on with that hairdo, man. Yeah. I, how, I think I would describe that as like a chicken's tail feathers. <laughs> Hair, hairstyle? I don't know. It's it's pretty heinous. Not quite as bad as the weekend, but getting there. <laughs> uh, so I felt bad for him when, uh, when he expected to get hired by Jerry, but uh, as much as she is a bitch, she was right when she said she couldn't hire him. He he wasn't licensed. Yeah, yeah. So I instead, he just get licensed. Yeah. So right. instead, he would just went and got a job with the guy who I I didn't like. What's his name? The uh, the PI from the beginning. Yeah, that shot at him later on in the season. Yeah, his like if he had done that to other people previous to Jessica Jones. He would have been in so much jail. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to be one-upped by a freak. Was the whole reason for his fit. Uh, Yeah, and you know, I feel like he could have been a much more interesting character. Yeah, no, that was... He was one of the characters that was entirely one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. The other other, uh, entirely one-dimensional character I'm thinking of is... uh, is, uh, What's your name? Um, Hellcat? No. Her mom. Oh, yeah. Trish had a character arc. Yeah. A arc. Her mom has always been a total a total bitch. Like, just a total alpha bitch that, mm. like, she's, well, she's like the, the oh, Trish's, primordial. Oh, Trish's mom. Trish's mom. Yeah, Trish's okay, this mom. is a very mommy issue season, so you have yeah. to specify. <laughs> yeah, no, Trish's mom okay. has always been, like, this crazy, has been the. That, that I agree with. The yes. negative stereotype of stage moms across all She's forever. basically toddlers and Tierra mom on steroids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which explains so many issues with, and, uh, with yeah. Trish, and that, that's actually Which does, it, this does they, feed into why Trish and yeah. Jessica have get their arcs. Yeah, they actually, they have some flashback scenes in this season, and it kind yeah. of uh, elaborates on some of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, Trish, I mean, she could be really fucking annoying, but it's like, you have some more context, so you kind of understand why. And, and that's the same thing with Jessica, right? Like, you like Jessica, she's an interesting character, but at the same time, she's a fuck-up, and... She makes bad decisions and treats people poorly, and you're like, D- get your head together, Jessica. What's wrong with you? Yeah. But obviously, she has uh, you issues. Know, yeah. Well, even before all the Kilgrave stuff, like, oh, yeah. massive issues going back to you know her you know younger days. Her first boyfriend got murdered by her mother. Well, she didn't know at the time. But... No, she didn't. But you know, yeah, that pretty much sums and up how like, fucked up she this legitimately <laughs> liked him. story is. Yeah. Well, that's, I think it's... Even what, though he was legitimately taking total advantage of her. Yes. But. Yeah, well. well. Would it be fair to say that that's, um, do you think that's when she kind of, like, took a hard turn and, and was like, okay, I'm not even going to try for relationships anymore, I'm just going to have meaningless sex and avoid I real commitment? So. Yeah. That does seem kind of where, where it uh, yeah. appeared to stem from. Yeah. I think it's funny that she's still wearing that jacket that she stole. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a nice jacket. 
Well, I, I feel like that's that's a nice iconic touch, like Jessica, like because you know how often with these heroes, uh, especially in these in these newer tellings of them with like the new shows and movies and stuff, they'll have some sort of like bit of their costume or a weapon or an item, something, and there's some sort of like meaning behind it, and that helps mm-hmm. inform who the character really is, like Thor's hammer and stuff like that, right? Like he has the whole arc where it's like he's not worthy for a while and he's worthy again and all that shit. I love that Jessica Jessica's is oh hey that's a sweet jacket, break the glass, take the jacket, and now that's part of her like uniform if you will right yeah. like her non-costume costume <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of fitting for her i i was half hoping because she's supposed to be able to fly yeah and they, they yeah. even alluded to it in the first season right she even said i think i can i just don't want to try yeah she did that super like hulk jump basically in the yeah. first season I, yeah. I was hoping that there would be at one point where she was going to need to yeah and it, even if it's only going to be for like a moment that she was going to do it right uh, like i think it's probably a good thing they didn't because flying looks weird and it also kind of breaks with the aesthetic and theme of the tv series yeah. where it's more down and dirty like hell's kitchen and like yeah you know, i mean her stuff like that it, it, it works for her to be able to you know jump out of a fourth story window and hit the ground and walk right or leave but, from one building to another, even. Yeah. You know, something but like her that. flying around, I think, would be a little weird. Yeah, it's like the whole, both literal and metaphorically, they want to keep it grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something else that I just thought of, which helped to also, inf- which I think helped to sort of reinforce the informed noir aspect, was uh, Movie Guy. Movie Guy. Yeah. Um, there are two different scenes. Where they're sit- she's up- sitting on a roof, sitting on the roof watching and watching some guy oh, who's yeah. projecting a movie on a wall on a, on a yeah, that, I, neighboring I, building. I enjoyed one that. was a flashback and one was present. And yeah, one of them was like yeah. dial M for murder, and right. the other one was something is like yeah, it was very on the nose. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like shoot him up where the whole movie is like a cartoon, and then he literally eats a carrot like Bugs Bunny. It's like okay, yeah, you're being very, uh, you're being very obtuse here, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't do this to me. Yeah, that was uh, so how, interesting. How could Trish not think that that inhaler could run out? Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's what bugged me. <laughs> Is that she's supposed to be this intelligent person? You know, and it's like. It's like that's news to her. She's like, what? I'm out? That's a thing? And it's like, what? Do you know how inhalers work? <laughs> Do you know anything? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, after the first time she was on it, she was back into... Um, she was back into, into drug, drugs mode, too, though. So. That's true. Yeah, and that was... That was Which like, drugged, drugged Trish is stupid Trish. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> well, he's not... No, I'm sorry. It's not stupid is Trish in denial. Right. It's like, there's nothing wrong with me. Right. <laughs> and that was that was funny, like, her trying to uh, trying to convince Malcolm, and he's like, bitch, I wrote the book on denial. Like, do you think you're going to fool me? <laughs> like, and then he took it anyway. He was like, oh, shit, what did I just do? Yeah. So, yeah. That but, was... you know, props to him for at least being like, no, I, I can't do that again. Run away now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he owned up to it. And yeah, cut that out. So I don't remember. Um, like they showed in season one that when when Kilgrave first got notice of Jessica, it was when she was saving somebody, and they showed that it was Malcolm that she saved. 
Uh-huh. Malcolm knows that, but does Jessica? It's a great question. I don't know. Because that's part of why Malcolm... That changes the whole relationship, yeah. whether she knows or not. I, I hadn't remembered that, so... Yeah, honestly, he was being mugged. mugged. It's been a while. Now yeah. I kind of want to rewatch the first season. Yeah, he was being mugged. She saved him. Yeah. He was still on the ground. He saw her. But then Kilgrave was like, hey! Right. And then immediately took her under his control. So he saw know. her, but I don't know if she ever got to actually see who she saved. I feel like night. it would have come up if she knew. I feel like she doesn't know. That would be my guess. I don't know, and I wonder if you ever had told her. I don't know. It's interesting. Because, oh, speaking of that's Kilgrave. Kind of, that's kind of a catch-22 if he does tell her, because yeah. that's the night Kilgrave took her. Right. So, but, if he tells her, it could be, well, then it's your fault. I saved you, and that's the night he took Which me. is probably why he doesn't tell her, because he's scared <laughs> that that's how she's going to react. So, speaking of Kilgrave, uh, there's... Um, he does get to show up. In yeah, there's some buzz about what this episode before of, it came out of of, of season two as a hallucination. There's a there's a two like, like two, or, two or three episodes. Actually. It's like nine or ten or ten or eleven somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah she he's a recurring towards the end um, hallucination like, devil on her shoulder kind of thing. Yep, it's so great. It, he yeah, that was great. I I feel like they they did it just enough. They didn't overdo Ted's it. It's a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah, there were like leaked photos uh, during production of him in costume that were showing yeah, a lot that of people he was were like, "Oh man, end. he's they're they're bringing him back to life." What? Oh no. my god, no! No, they're not. No, they're saving that for season three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I, it was interesting. Be purple about then. It. <laughs> I, I was hoping for that. What's interesting about it is that um, the uh, with how dark the Kilgrave stuff was in the first season, There, a lot of it was just legitimately darkly funny with, yeah. like, how they interacted and stuff and, like, the he would make... He would crack these jokes about how she was acting, what she was doing and everything. And, yeah. and of course, the the more, you know, the the knowledge that this is all just her. Like, yeah. this is all just her being crazy. It's not actually Kilgrave. Yeah, I think so, he even says that a couple times. Yeah, yeah, they kind of... So this isn't me. It. This is all in your head. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what does that say about you? This is all you. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, so, what did people think about Doors fan scientist whose name I can't remember? Yeah, um, that's an interesting Carl? character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I have terrible names. So I, forget it, all I don't remember the last name, but it was Carl. Carl something with an N. Carl. Carl. Carl that, uh, that tries to not kill people. Why is that getting people killed? Well, no, no, that was the thing. He, he really didn't. Well, I mean, for for the most part, one could argue that by uh, helping out Jessica's mom, that then that indirectly led to the deaths of a lot of people. Yeah, but he was trying to. Not he was trying really hard to keep that from happening, though. Again, road to hell, paid with good intentions and all that. Yeah. But uh, I liked him. He was an interesting character. I think that that was something that uh, I found to re- be really sort of an interesting issue with season two, which was you had um, you had a lot of you had a lot of morally gray area, right? Um, with Jessica, who normally is like the grayest of the gray characters, suddenly becoming kind of a hardcore absolutist. Yeah, like. I feel well, like that's like that's her kind of reacting. Yeah, she's kind of like let's like, try a different approach here. You know? It's like I 
I I wanted to. I I just wanted to save people. Well, you hurt me, so I want to kill you. Yeah, Carl Malice. Malice. I liked Carl. He was an inter. I mean, yes, he was performing unethical me- uh, medical experiments, but for the good of mankind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. It's a subversion of the typical mad scientist. Yeah, where it's like, like he's actually trying to do good things just in unethical ways. He's like, no, no, and I, it was an ends justify the means kind of situation. Yeah, he was like, well, I had this idea, and like, no medical board on earth would go for it, not even in freaking like yeah. Latveria. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and then and then and then he, he comes say to that, but like, he comes to regret some of that. Yeah, and then he tries to like you know he tries to kind of repent or redeem himself or whatever. He's like, well, you two are going to be dead anyway. I tried to save you. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. And you got superpowers. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Right. And despite that, he didn't think, hey, I just created a new weapon. He still only saw the potential to save lives. Yep. Which is very naive. He was incredibly altruistic, which was cool. No. He definitely saw the potential to create weapons. That was why he didn't go public. Well, what I mean is he didn't. He didn't go muahaha with it. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was never the intent. No. His intent was never to. I can make super soldiers. His intent was. I can save lives. Yep. That yeah. I I just felt like a lot of the. A lot of the things that ended up getting done in this season were done primarily by people being stupid and short-sighted. Right. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's mankind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's realistic. Like Trish coming and killing uh, Jessica's mom at the end. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it's right that that really needed to be done. That's true. Um, there, there's no real getting around that, but right. someone was going to do it. It just sucks that it was... Yeah, it shouldn't have been Trish. No. Trish should have been like, it had to be me. No, it should it should have been the goddamn cops that were coming to do it right then. She didn't know the cops were coming. And who knows how many people could have potentially gotten killed before they managed to pull it off. I, I understand her side of the argument. No, she was waiting for the cops. Yeah, she was like, okay, we can't do this. Um, well, again, I mean, this the, is all knowledge not known to her at the time. This right. is something that just kind of dynamically happened. Right, Trish didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Trish didn't know the cops were coming, and she didn't know that mom was waiting. Basically, to... all she had to go on was like, oh, they're suddenly gone. Jessica's in danger. More people but probably Trish thought it was up to her to do something because she has this stupid Well, she has a stupid... Complex. Yeah, I was gonna, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Hero complex, yeah. Because they're trying to turn her into Hellcat. Which is funny because I actually... In season one, I was actually looking forward to that. I was like, oh, cool. Like They'll slowly do this subtle, cool thing. She'll ultimately become Hellcat. And then it's like... With what they did with her character in season two is like I actually resent her having these abilities now. I'm like, this is the last person you want to have this shit because she is like way too eager to like you know um, spread her wings and start doing yeah. hero stuff. Like you want the you want she, the reluctant person to have the powers. You want the person who can be responsible with them, like your Peter Parkers and your your um, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Your Steve Rogers is yeah. and stuff like she that. She wants to know. save the day so bad she doesn't really think about how she's doing it. Yeah. Right. So, um, I kind of regret Ben not being here so I could vamp off him with a little bit a, bit, a little bit of this, but this whole thing um, very much 
is summed up with a quote from uh, Dresden Files, Jim Butcher, um, from, uh, which one was it? Uh, Death Masks, I want to say. Yeah. No, not, not Death Masks. Uh, White Knight. Um, no, not White Knight. Shit. It doesn't well, really matter. The, yeah. the fourth <laughs> book. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Sometimes. One of the many books. Um, no, the fifth book. Anyhow. Um... Uh, Dresden says, I've, I've, I've noticed that uh, people got the most irrational whenever family is around, while simultaneously, losing, while simultaneously losing their ability to distinguish reason from insanity. I call it familial dementia. That basically sums up season it two. It sums up the entire fucking season two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jessica and her mom, Trish and her mom. Uh, yeah. Know, um, I really liked uh, the detective... What's his name? Detective Bonanno. The guy that got his partner killed? Yeah. Or he didn't get his partner, but had his partner yeah. killed by Jessica's mom. Yeah. He, it was the same actor who played Detective Bonanno in Leverage. Um, which <laughs> yeah, is why I can only think of him as Detective Bonanno. Yeah. The one uh, who was actually on Jessica's side for the most part. Yeah. He was one of the few people that actually had their head screwed on straight. And, like, you know, it wasn't blind allegiance either. Like, when Jessica started fucking up, he's like, you're on thin ice, and I'm probably not going to back you anymore if you keep this shit up. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like Je- and, or the last phone, is like, Jessica, you know that how this has to end. Right. Yeah. It, it can't end any other way. I'd really like you to not be stuck in the middle of when it ends. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting her reaction when he explained why he like, she said why are you being so nice it wasn't her words like why are you being so nice but mm-hmm. uh, it was one of her usual bullshit bitchy because no cop is ever that nice to her mm-hmm. it was like yeah <coughs> a lot of us remember what you did and I was one of those cops who had a gun I was holding my own gun to my head. Yeah, that would have friends here. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I thought that was... Uh, and she was looking at him like, what? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a good callback because, like, in her mind, she was just kind of like, you know, she has the whole, like, fuck the police mentality going on. But then, like, you know, it calls back to, yeah, she actually did a lot of things to, like, save lives and help people yeah. despite her best efforts to, uh, you know, mitigate that. Yep. So that was interesting. But they all thought it was a hilarious joke. If you'll recall. I don't recall, actually. The the scene where I mean, Kilgrave... Everyone take out your guns and put it in your head. Yeah, I remember that part. And if I tell you... you That's know, what they're talking about. But then when he and left, he said He said, okay, in a moment I'm going to leave. You're all going to realize that this was a hilarious joke and laugh. Yeah. And when he leaves, they'll start laughing because... Yeah, but eventually that works. Yeah, that still works off. But still, it's, it's I'm just being... So over time, okay. I See, I didn't remember if that was a plot hole or not. So they actually do like yeah, remember. Yeah, eventually openly. the laughter wears off, and they think, "Holy shit!" I well, was... which makes sense because Jessica remembers the stuff that happened to her ultimately, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I loved uh, at the end when she went to buy booze, and it's like she made the conscious choice, like, "Okay, fine, I'll be the hero." Yeah. Because she saw the guy walking, he was like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah, not this shit again. And then she tries to walk <coughs> out with the alcohol. You gonna buy that? Just really? I'm still running a business. <laughs> and then she comes back and she buys it. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a. And I she love was that. Drinking mid fifty one, which is really nasty shit. 
If she gets whatever's cheap. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's not, really... It, it's bad. It's I, not exactly a connoisseur. I hate Midfield. It's just which, bad. Which brings me to another uh, character that I really liked. Because uh, as soon as she buys it, she goes to Oscars. And oh, yeah. We haven't, him, even addre- we haven't even talked about Oscars. Tells him no. and the kid about how she stopped a robbery. Yeah. Well, yeah. him and the kid were great. Yeah, they, they were. were. Yeah. Um, I felt like the... I I did feel like they like uh, like I simultaneously liked and did not like how they handled the 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 quick romance. Like I liked how Oscar was first like wait what what the fuck yeah yeah I, I'm not evicting you so you want to jump in my pants now what I I would have liked the let's take it slow right to t- last a little bit longer yeah I agree I feel like that was a bit of a head fake it's like mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's refreshing and it's like oh no it's just bones on anyway like, yeah. I was like that didn't last long you know yeah I at, was least, like, at least wait another episode yeah and have him be cool towards her for another episode yeah right and especially considering what You're went down turned with, her down once considering <laughs> what went down with uh, Kilgrave and everything like I feel like that's you know, that's like a very necessary thing, like for her mental stability. Yeah. To not just, you know, and again, we address like the, you know, some of the reasons why and stuff, and how it's another coping mechanism type thing. But yeah, and the whole, you know, pattern of self sabotage that she has in yeah. general. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like why even make that a thing if you're just gonna like reverse it in short order like that. Yeah, Trish began to massively suck this season. Yeah, she she annoyed me. Quite a bit. He's like, I'm on a, pr- I'm on a crusade. <laughs> yeah. And people are being like, dude, Trish. Everyone's like, let, calm, calm let the shit. crusade end. Everyone's like, you won already. Sense. No, that the person is still alive or not behind bars. Death to the infidel. He was just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she kind of got her d- just desserts at the end. Except she also got fucking superpowers. So yeah. I never thought she could annoy me more than when she did in Transformers. <laughs> hmm? She was in Transformers? The first Transformers movie. She was the coding analyst who found the signal, the alien signal in the Wow, I, that's a deep cut. I don't remember that at all. The only thing I remember happening in the first Transformers movie was Optimus Prime dying for our sins. <laughs> But then I'm thinking had, of the I'm thinking of the good one, the good first Transformers. Movie. She had her she had her natural accent in that movie. The first Michael Bay Transformers movie, yeah, obviously. I'm talking about the '89 animated Transformers movie, <laughs> <laughs> um, which had Dare to Be Stupid in its soundtrack. What? Yeah, that's so and weird. You've got the touch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's a classic. But for battle music. The 89 Transformers That's so weird. was the last and was the final movie featuring um, Orson Welles. Yes. As Unicron. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So yeah. Digression. Do an episode on that at some point. So yeah. Um, I liked the kid and, and the guy. And Oscar. Oscar, that was his name. Um, so there wasn't a single scene where I actually liked Jessica's mom. Oh. Yeah, you know, she was kind of, a, she was, she was, I wouldn't, she, she I, I was going to say she was a bitch, but she wasn't a bitch. She was just. Delusional. Yeah. Yeah. She was hard to deal. It's like, 
Okay, I, I maybe, just want to... Maybe one scene. It was when her and Jessica were on the run, and they saw the accident. And yeah, that was a fun scene. She took control of the whole situation right. when the hero mode. Right. And I was eating a burrito at that during that scene, so I don't remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica was like, you need to stay away from that, and Mom just ran into... And then Jessica was going to run in and be like, and she was like, no, stop, it's too hot. I'll do it. Yeah. And then there's the explosion, the fake out. Is mom dead? Oh, no. It's like, come on, we all know she's not dead. Yeah, no. Because this is not the way this Although, to be fair, the audience knew she wasn't dead because this is a television show. Right. And it's the last episode of the television show that's going to result, that's going to end with with, with her death. Yeah. And there's another 20 minutes left. Right. She's not dead yet. Right. But Jessica didn't know that. That, yeah. that payoff was that payoff was her. In universe, it yeah yeah it works. You you can't you, you can't uh, you, you yeah, can't you can't meta knowledge right. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's like in uh, it's like in any police procedural movie uh, show where they yeah. think they found the killer. This in the is first the guy. Fifteen minutes, and it's like oh, we're only fifteen minutes in. No, it's totally not the guy. <laughs> yeah. I would love for the for there to be some episode of like Law and Order where they catch the guy in fifteen minutes and then the, the last forty five minutes is them just like filling out paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Like having a drink at the bar afterwards. Yeah. I can't believe how easy this case was, man. Wow, sometimes it just the evidence leads you to a thing and that's it. That's just how it works. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be an April Fool's Day joke uh, episode, but it would be like <laughs> It would be pretty ballsy to do that. I would respect the hell out of them. It would be pretty awesome. <laughs> Something that Castle could have done, could have got, could have gotten away with if Castle was still on the air. Yeah. Well, I mean, if anyone can sell it, it's the charm of Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, uh, back to Jessica. Yes. And the Jones. Uh, Man, Malcolm was just stole every goddamn fucking scene he was in. And I love how the, that I actor love, is really good. He is. I love yeah. how um, I love how that ended too, where he's just like, "All right, I've had enough of this bullshit. Yeah, move on." Yeah, he it's finally, like, yeah, he finally moves on from his second addiction, and then Helping Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Jerry, and then Jerry's like, "This is going to require discretion. Is this going to be a problem for?" And his only response is, "Is it legal?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she's like, that's entirely up to you. Then. When do we start? When do we start? <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. His only compunction is, I don't want to break the law, which he, he ran like three entrapment schemes, but he wasn't. Uh, but still. <laughs> well, it, you know. Nothing he did was ever illegal. And also, now he's like. This is a, a much more official position than yeah. the one that he had. Yeah. So part of that is just, you know, practicality and self-preservation. But even when he was working for Jessica, nothing he did was illegal. Yeah. I thought it was Not funny that virtually every scene that he was in, as soon as the camera, like, pans to him, if it was in Jessica's office, it was him improving something. Right. Like, repairing something. Right. And that was... I, I liked how the payoff there was him... Finishing the repairs to that window, mm-hmm. to that not not window but that that portal, because mm-hmm. it's not a window because it's not to the outside, yeah. um, to the kitchen. Taking a look at it, nodding, and then putting his key down and leaving. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, is it through? Yep. I finished this thing I was working on. Now I can leave 
Jessica Jones. It'll be interesting to see what they do in season three there. Moral of the story, people. If you treat your assistant like shit repeatedly, they will eventually leave your employee. Yep. <laughs> Funny thing about that. There's an old saying that is very true. People leave bosses, not jobs. Right. Yeah. So yeah, what what did you think of the um what do you think of the the like Hellcat reveal at the end where she like has the super reflexes and all that? She, what was it? She dropped her coffee her or phone. Her, her phone. Her phone, she caught it on her foot and then flips it back up into her hand like it's nothing. Right. <clears throat> I was kind of expecting it. It's like there's no way she went through all that and then it's not gonna get something out well, of it. Well no, she's she is Hellcat. Yeah. Well, yeah. As um, soon as she, as soon as she was, you know, uh, one of her powers in the comics was some kind of psychic thing. So I was expecting her when she saw that woman coming out of the elevator. Either she was gonna drop something, and then she was gonna do something agility wise, or she was gonna read the woman's mind. It was gonna be one of the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's supposed to be able to d- uh, detect mystical phenomena, which, like, yeah. The, I mean, Doctor Strange exists in universe, but only just barely because this is the Marvel, um, TV the Netflix Marvel universe, right. and which means some random schmo is gonna be like, "Hey, remember when Doctor Strange did the thing?" Yeah, I yeah. remember. Okay, we're moving on. It's the TV universe. No, they won't. TV universe. She could run into Ghost Rider. <laughs> just not, not, just not Nick Cage Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider who drives the car. Yes. Just like the worst and ghost rider. It can't be him either because he is, if I remember right from S.H.I.E.L.D., he is not around right now. Wait, a car instead of a motorcycle? I know, That's right? heresy. <laughs> heresy. It's like... Well, each rider is different. Yeah, but they always have a motorcycle. It's just a, it's a it's thing. The big, that, that, that's the thing. You're not, you don't ride a car, you drive a car. Yeah. That would be like if a Wolverine-esque character did not have claws as the weapon. It's, I mean, it's like... It just doesn't work. I mean, yes, it's a beautiful black Mustang. So they almost got that because, you know, Mustang, horse, whatever. But... Yeah. Still! It still looked cool when it was ghosted up. All the fl- the tires yeah, were no, I, lit up on it, fire. It looks cool, but it's still wrong. Yeah, it's just a visceral reaction. You can reason all you want, but it's not going to change how I feel about it. I can't it. remember if that character actually had a car in the comics or not. He did. That was actually one of the first comics I read was a crossover with... Uh, um, well, it's not really a crossover in the sense that they're all Marvel characters, but... Uh, Wolverine and Ghost Rider. It's still a crossover of... Characters, yeah. Yeah, characters. Yeah, people with their own books. Yeah, it was interesting. Anywho. (sighs) What other stuff of note? Um, We've covered most of it. There wasn't a lot to talk about. Was she drinking at Josie's? Yes. She was drinking... Yeah, because she used to drink at... um, Yeah, I thought that was She drank at Luke's. That was a nice little crossover thing. Yeah, it was like the bar from Josie's from Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. And I and wonder she if she's right doing it. that because of what happened to Matt. I don't know. I also like as far how she knows Matt's dead. I also like how Foggy got to show up for like one scene. Yeah, right. And was like, "Dude, let me help you." No, get out of here. Yeah, we can't afford to pay your actor this for this show too. <laughs> 
I don't know how they afforded to pay mine. <laughs> <laughs> Because Hogarth's been in, like, all of them. Yeah. And, of course, he also got the requisite Turk cameo. Yes. Yeah, 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 the old Turk cameo. He shows, hasn't he been in every... He's been in every single one. He's yeah. been in every season of every show, yeah. right? Smile and Stan has been on a poster, or has been has been an image in every single one. Right. And Turk has gotten to show up for at least one scene in every... Yeah, uh, yeah Turk... Uh, Stan was on the back of the bus. He was on the back of the bus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I like the Turk cameo. That was fun. Turk is amazing. And I, I, and I and it just made me smile when he shows. Oh, it's like she's she's because Hogarth's doing something illicit. Mm-hmm. I thought she was buying suicide drugs, but no, she was buying a gun. And it's Turk. It's like of course. Oh, hey, it's because he never fucking learns. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like and, and I like how she was like, okay, so you want cash or so do you want cash or credit? It's like. Credit, because he knows he'll need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. figure I'll need your help. Figure I'll need your legal help at some point again soon. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> no, that, that I, the thing about Turk is he he does learn. He just can't do anything else. Right. It's all he knows. He's got he's got <laughs> set of skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he knows, and he he, he has fighting a losing luck. battle. He has such horrible luck. Yeah. Like, screw this, I'm leaving. New York's got, like, all these heroes, and he runs into every single one. <laughs> yeah, what well, does he know? Have you seen the, have you seen the, uh, the map of Marvel's New York? <laughs> yeah, I think I have. At least one of them, where it shows, like, where all of the heroes live. Yeah, it's like... So there's just, like, nothing but little pins stuck in, like, this person, that person. I would imagine it's, it's quite it's dense. Quite dense. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've got Hell's Kitchen... Which has basically Jessica and Daredevil, and I think Luke Cage all around it. Yeah, I mean this is this is a show from this is an image from like the '60s and um, New York. Doctor Strange is at Bleecker Street. Spider Man's at One Seventy Fifth Avenue. Daredevil is at Hell's Kitchen. Luke Cage is at Forty Second Street. Iron Man lives at at Fifty Ninth and Broadway. The Avengers Mansion is uh, is near uh, Central Park. Nick Fury and Shield hang out. In one of, it's like Stark Tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Baxter Building is in New. Everything is in yeah. freaking New York. Um, I want to say that Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters is supposed to be like just outside New York too. Yeah. Yeah. The country. <laughs> That's why when Venom and Spider-Man decided, you know, neither of us are going to kill each other, so let's just agree to leave each other alone, Eddie went to California. <laughs> yeah, went to San Francisco, actually. Yeah. Um, this is a much better mapping. It's all the secret layers, and there are... There's, yeah, there's just... There, it's like... there there's you find space for a There's a layer. corner on every... There's a dot on, like, every street corner. You thought it was ridiculous trying to get real estate in New York as a normal person. <laughs> The super community, it's unless they're already filthy rich, good luck. Yeah. How do you avoid, like, you know, the city is doing work in the sewers? How do you avoid them finding your secret lair if there's one in yeah. every corner? Yeah. And it should be pointed out that some of these are actual basic, um, like, the Hellfire Club. Um, well, I, can, I know how they avoid it. Yeah. And Frosch says, you didn't see anything. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. 
It was one of the one of the only real problems I had growing up uh, reading Marvel is how do any of the villains think they're gonna get away with it? Yeah, especially yeah. in New York fucking city. Yeah. Um, yep. We're out of things to talk about for Jessica Jones. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, I was I did have one thing. I, another thing I wanted to mention. Um, Hogarth's uh, health scare and all that. Yeah, so she's still she's got, still got ALS. That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, which is this is a, this is a big. Uh, Component of what I was talking about when I said she learns nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, try to like, uh, you know, manipulate um, people and things to basically, like, you have the whole like, you know, unethical experiments thing, and she's trying to like finagle herself some sort of miracle cure, and yeah, and in the process, she's screwing all these people over and getting somebody killed and all this stuff, as opposed to you know, what a decent human might be doing. It's just accepting it and trying to do good with the time they have left. I think it was interesting that the uh that the dealer slash hooker that she was uh that she was uh partying with was the same one that was partying with Trish in the flashback. Mm-hmm. The the black lady with the afro. Oh. I didn't realize mm-hmm. dealing the ecstasy. Hmm. And the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the vendor. Yeah. So that was a pretty long con that they pulled on Hogarth. Yeah. Well, it's like... It, it, faking a power. It's, it's terrible. As terrible as it was, I'm just kind of like... I feel like there's some karma there. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it's like... But I, Hogarth, I certainly don't condone any of those terrible things, but at the same time, I'm like, couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah, but then Hogarth goes and gets... Yeah. The murdering to happen. Yeah, that was pretty... That was... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, like, dark things and moments in that show, but I feel like that was the worst. Because that is just, like, the most um, premeditated, cold-blooded, yeah. just, like, doesn't-need-to-happen kind of thing. She's just like, all right, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to Turk, I'm going to get this gun, I'm going to manipulate her on this very subtle level. These people levels. lied to me and then stole and from I'm just going to sit here and watch it happen. Yeah. And, like, she's just, like, yeah, relishing she calls evilness. And, and, yeah. I'd like to report a shooting. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Man. She is one cold-blooded bitch. Yeah. I think we, we hit most of the, the main beats here. Um, I don't... I, I'm kind of interested to see, like, um, where the, the Oscar oh. thing goes. If, if she's able to actually maintain some semblance of domesticity and, like, normalness. Or if she's just going to fuck that all up really quickly because the writing staff demands that she does so that they don't have to deal with it. Well, it'll be nice to see, to see her gain a little bit of stability. I would like to see that last at least a little longer, you know? I mean, he's, she's not going to move in with him. She's gonna, they're going to remain good friends with benefits. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really what Kyle, what she needs. I can't believe they canonized the wizard. Oh, that yeah. was so great. You're right. I forgot about him. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that out. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah. yeah. And then there was all the uh, paraphrased, practically making fun of lines of Spider. Yeah. With great power comes great uh-huh, insanity. Yeah. 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 Great mental illness. Yeah. They, they had fun. If you say with, with great stuff. power comes great responsibility, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had uh, they had fun poking fun at you know old like. Quotes and like tropes and stuff. Well, I think they're. I think they're just getting getting. Uh, to I think they're just celebrating the fact that they can mention Spider Man again. 
That too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of doing a victory lap. God, there. the wizard. As soon as I heard that yeah. name, I was like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I was like, oh, sh- I remember that guy. <laughs> Which is so weird because, like, my, uh, I remember watching the Spider-Man cartoon, yeah. and they have those old school heroes, and the wizard was one of them, and so, like, my idea of the wizard was this, like, old relic from, like, World War II era, yeah. and now they have this, the like, forgotten warriors. this, like, new, this, like, young guy in, like, the modern day, I just, like, conspiracy scared. theory style, like, running around all frantic, you know, I was like, wow, this is different. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, they did a good job setting some of that stuff up. Again, like you like you said, it's kind of like a long mystery movie. So they kind of like, you yeah. know, do like a slow burn with thing with a lot of the you know setting the game pieces into motion and all that. The only thing it really was missing was some sort of MacGuffin. Yeah, didn't really have one of those. No, not really. I guess the closest you have to that is like the scientist or like the experiment that he performed. You know. Yeah. Because everybody was after people. her mom. I G- yeah, I guess her mom would be the MacGuffin. Yeah. But can, the MacGuffin needs to be inconsequential to the actual plot. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of the, like the Maltese Falcon. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants the Maltese Falcon. Right, right. It does nothing other than get fought over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like the briefcase in uh, in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, it glows with ominous light and is never explained why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the perfect kind of MacGuffin. It's yeah. where it it's just there. Um, but yeah, I think we should better go ahead and call this episode because I'm tired and want to go home and sleep. Um, <laughs> Final thoughts uh, Oops, for it, our next season. It was good. Um, if they do another season, I'm looking forward to it. They they don't really say right off if if they're doing more. Yeah, not like the movies where they say Spider Man will return. Yeah. Like the, that always feels so cheesy to me, by the way. Well, I mean... Guardians of the Galaxy will return. Spider-Man will return. Well, the, in this particular case, the reason they're doing that is because Infinity War. So They're no. letting you know the character will be yeah. in, a, in a future movie. Yeah, this character will get another movie. I just um, feel like I'm like, already... I'm, I'm still watching your movie that I just yeah. plunked down cash for, and you're already trying to fucking market the next thing at me, and it's insulting. Well, no, I think it's there. I, I, I really feel like it's much more not, not necessarily marketing as much as it is... Promise. Don't worry. This isn't the last you get to see of this thing if you wanted to see more. <sighs> like There's a fine line. Like Skyfall, um, James Bond will return, which I was happy about. Yeah. Because it's like... Are they going to keep making these? Because James Bond movies don't make money. Or at least not very much. They're not, not, not lately. They're, yeah. not, they're not the cash cow they once were. Do you see their April Fool's joke? No. no I'm just the, who's April Fool's joke? For James Bond. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy was going to be the next Bond. Oh. <laughs> did he do the Bane voice? <laughs> they did. It, there was, he wasn't involved at all. Oh, okay. Just that Daniel Craig... Quit all of a sudden and well, then he immediately hired has, Tom Hardy. Does want to quit? Um, He's doing the next one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, this sudden. is going to be his last one. Yeah, though. certainly not all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, like, but the reason, but yeah, the reason they're doing people will return is because like, Chris Evans said he's not going to do uh, Captain America anymore. Yeah, his um, contract is up as of Infinity War, but and he's still he doesn't. Do the fourth one. Yeah, and he doesn't necessarily want to keep doing it. I'm just saying they've been doing these messages at the end of the movies for years, though. Mm-hmm. Like. A long ass time, like ever, like even before the first Avengers movie, they were like, "Hey guys, like there'll be an Avengers." Yeah. I don't know. It's just a pet peeve. I'm not a big fan. That's fair. 
Uh, but yeah, they'll probably. I don't see why they won't make another, like why they won't make season three. We'll probably have to wait for Daredevil season three and Luke Cage season two and Daredevil season four. Um, Daredevil, I think it's supposed to be later this year. Yeah, I'm looking I'm, forward to the next season of Daredevil. I'm really looking forward to Luke Cage too. Yeah, that's uh, that's the next one. Yeah. That, it's not too far off, if I remember right. They tend to sneak up on you. Luke Cage, season two. Um, the trailer looked really good. They, didn't, they haven't shown much for it, but you get to see Misty. Thousand date announcement, announcement video. I would say it was like May or June. But you see Misty with her cybernetic arm. Yeah. Mm. I haven't watched this. New episode's June 22nd, so... There you go. Not that far. Yep. Yeah, honestly, Misty. And we're... We're going to be in a lot of review territory for the next couple months. Oh my months. god, yes. There's Let's so see. So Try to condense. Infinity you know. War comes out on... In, it comes out in two weeks. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Deadpool. Yeah, Ready Deadpool. Player One will probably do an episode on that. Um... I think we agreed we weren't going to do one on Ready Player One. Yeah, I, I, the think that the, there's so much in that. Yeah, that there's just a lot to be done. I think um, I would have to watch that like several dozen times <laughs> just to be able to write down all the. Well, we'll have a discussion after, after here, here after I turn off the microphone. But um, anyhow, um, yeah, there's yeah, we're, we're done. We're done with this episode. I don't know why you're still listening, honestly. Um, <laughs> But if the you are, the movie's over. Go, go away. <laughs> you love our voices. Yeah, but but if you are, this has been Neil, Mike, Wookie, and uh, the one true Ben's chair. Uh, and we'll talk to you <laughs> next week on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It is brought to you by the letter D and the number forty-five. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitial this week was Walking Along, also by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating. We read everything. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website or PayPal, or at Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. This episode was also delayed by Yakuza. I may have a problem.